48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines. The government is expected to drop the ban on restaurant dining at breakfast and lunch. Infectious diseases expert dismisses a call for territory-wide testing to detect asymptomatic COVID carriers. And scientists say coronaviruses capable of infecting humans may have been circulating undetected in bats for decades. Sources have told RTHK that the government will lift the ban, blanket ban on dining in and allow restaurants to provide eating services for breakfast and lunch. However, they'll only be allowed to operate at half capacity, with a limit of two people per table. The arrangement will reportedly take effect tomorrow. This comes as the pro-establishment DAB party back calls to lift the ban, saying many people had been forced to eat meals under extremely unsatisfactory conditions. Earlier, infectious disease expert Dr. C said the ban on dining in at restaurants to eat their meals. He said people should be allowed to dine in during the day with a limit to two people per table. He also said he believed the current outbreak would peter out after a month. At the moment, uh, you can see the number is plateauing uh, for the last week or so. But according to some uh, recent analysis by my friends in the uh, Hong Kong University, the trend is on the downward trend. Mm. So, And they predict that by the end of August, hopefully the uh, third wave should be over. Dr. Hoy also dismissed a call for territory-wide coronavirus testing to detect asymptomatic carriers. A mainland respiratory specialist made the suggestion and said Hong Kong should seek help from the mainland to expand its testing capacity. But Dr. Hoy said targeted testing was a better approach. If you test indiscriminately, it may not be very cost-effective. One can be negative on one day, and but there's no guarantee that he or she will not be infected uh, in a few days or next week. So, uh, I mean, for the mainland, it would be easy because they have uh, unlimited testing capacity. But in Hong Kong, where we tend to be more target-based uh, in terms of testing. The government says the Le Mok Siu Community Hall, which is supposed to open this afternoon to cater for people who need a place to have lunch, will now not open because of a confirmed case of COVID-19 in the same building. In a statement, the Home Affairs Bureau said the community hall will undergo full disinfection and cleaning and people will have to go to the Shek Wai Kok Community Hall in Chun Wan instead. The former leader of the Democratic Party, Emily Lau, has expressed alarm at the arrests of four students under the new national security law. The three males and one female, aged between 16 and 21, are accused of acts of secession and incitement for allegedly using an online platform to promote Hong Kong independence. Last night, I was taking part in an online seminar with Hong Kong people, Bernard Chen, Professor Albert Chen, and also many in the United States. And Albert Chan was saying, oh, the law's not going to be applied, don't worry, and so on. I said, as we speak, they've just arrested a few youngsters for the offense of possession. Everybody shut up. So I can tell you, this is sending sharp waves to America, to all the places around the world. People say they have arrested three police say they've arrested three men on suspicion of criminal damage and criminal intimidation linked to illegal debt collection. Three aged between thirty eight and forty three were detained in a series of raids in Aberdeen, North Point and Toon Moon. Police say the arrests were part of a wider operation targeting illegal debt collection activity that had seen another twelve men arrested over the past four weeks. 
The chief executives of four of the world's most powerful tech companies have been defending the reach and power of their firms in a U.S. congressional hearing. Appearing by video link, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, Amazon's Jeff Bezos, Sundai Pichai of Google and Tim Cook of Apple were questioned for more than five hours. The Democratic chair of the House Antitrust Subcommittee, David Sislan, said it was likely the companies would be even more powerful following the coronavirus pandemic. Prior to the COVID-19 pandemic, these corporations already stood out as titans in our economy. In the wake of COVID-19, however, they're likely to emerge stronger and more powerful than ever before. As American families shift more of their work, shopping and communication online, these giants stand to profit. Republicans were concerned about whether they were marginalizing conservative views. Republican Jim Jordan questioned Sundar Pichai. Can you assure us today you're not going to try to silence conservatives? And can you assure us today you're not going to try to configure your features as Ms. Murillo said you did for Clinton in 16? Can you assure us today you're not going to do the same thing for Joe Biden in 2020? Uh, you know, you, you, you have my commitment. Uh, it's always been true and we will continue to uh, conduct ourselves uh, in a neutral way. Senior politicians in Germany have criticised plans by the United States to reduce its military presence in the country by withdrawing about 12,000 troops. The head of the Foreign Affairs Committee in the German Parliament, Norbert Röttgen, said the move could weaken the NATO alliance. Bavarian State Premier Markus Söder said the planned withdrawal wouldn't benefit anyone. To this day, it is still not possible to explain and justify why the USA is taking this decision. Of course, they make it with sovereignty and self-confidence, but I can't imagine that this is a good thing or that it will strengthen NATO and improve relations. Brazil has registered new daily records for confirmed cases of coronavirus and related deaths. The health ministry said over 70,000 new cases and around 1,600 deaths had been recorded in 24 hours. It said the spike in deaths was due to the inclusion of data from Sao Paulo, the worst affected state. Brazil has registered more than 90,000 deaths since the pandemic began. Scientists say coronavirus, coronaviruses capable of infecting humans may have been circulating undetected in bats for decades. Researchers say COVID-19's closest known ancestor could have diverged from a bat virus up to 70 years ago. Here's the BBC's Helen Briggs. The novel coronavirus is thought to have arisen in bats, where, at some point, it passed to humans and sparked the pandemic. According to new research, one of the closest bat viruses we know about has been around for much longer than we thought, possibly as long ago as 1948. The researchers say their work points to the need to carry out widespread sampling of viruses present in wild bat populations. And they say their findings cast further doubt on conspiracy theories that COVID-19 was bioengineered or escaped from a laboratory. The mainland has reported 105 new coronavirus cases, up from 101 the day before. 96 are in the far western region of Xinjiang. Australia has reported a record number of new coronavirus infections and its deadliest day of the pandemic so far following a spike in cases at elderly care homes. Authorities had earlier expressed hope that a lockdown in Melbourne, now in its third week, was bringing outbreaks under control. 13 deaths and more than 720 confirmed cases were reported in the state of Victoria alone, well beyond the nationwide record of 549 cases set on Monday. Most of those who died were aged between 70 and 90. 
And COVID-19 has claimed more than 150,000 lives in the United States as the world's worst affected country battles infections in many states. The Speaker of the House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, is compelling lawmakers to wear face masks on the floor of the chamber. Here's the BBC's David Willis. Members will be allowed to remove their masks in order to address the chamber, but refusing to wear one will be considered a serious breach of decorum and could lead to the lawmaker in question being removed by the sergeant-at-arms. The move follows the news that a Republican House member, Louis Gohmert, tested positive for the virus shortly before he was due to join President Trump on a trip to Mr Gohmert's home state of Texas. Mr Gohmert has since claimed that doing so might actually have led to him inhaling his own germs and thus have caused him to contract the virus. The U.S. National Security Council has offered support to Ecuador over the threat posed to the Galapagos Islands by a mostly Chinese fishing fleet. President Lenny Moreno has said he will take diplomatic steps to ensure the unique ecosystem of the archipelago is protected. Here's the BBC's Candace Piet. This isn't the first time that Ecuador has registered the presence of foreign fishing fleets near or in Galapagos waters. In 2017, a Chinese ship was detained with around 300 tons of fish on board, mostly shark's fins. Now the US has backed Ecuador's concerns, with the National Security Council promising to stand against any aggression towards Ecuador's environmental sovereignty. Peru, Chile and Colombia say they'll meet Ecuador to discuss how to tackle illegal fishing in Pacific waters. Zimbabwe has agreed to pay $3.5 billion US dollars in compensation to white farmers whose land was expropriated by the government. Under the former president, Robert Mugabe, 4,500 white farmers were evicted from the land, which was redistributed to a third of a million black families. Here's the BBC's Mary Harper. The deal may have been signed on paper, but it's not clear when, if ever, white farmers will get their money. Debt-ridden Zimbabwe lacks the funds to pay them directly. It'll issue long-term bonds and approach foreign donors for help. Farmers' unions have accepted the offer, under which they'll be compensated for farm infrastructure, but not the land itself. The government says it'll prioritise the elderly when making settlements. Some argue that land redistribution left the country unable to feed itself, while others say it was a crucial step in empowering black Zimbabweans. Archaeologists in England have solved an enduring mystery about Stonehenge, the origin of the giant boulders that form the outer circle of the ancient monument. Geochemical testing indicates that the megaliths, known as sarsens, came from 25 kilometres away to a site called West Woods. The sarsens were erected at Stonehenge on Salisbury Plain about 4,500 years ago. Professor David Nash from the University of Brighton led the study. I've been working on sarsen since the probably the early to mid 1990s, but to be able to use you know the properties of this stone to answer a really really important and, and really long-standing problem has been absolutely fantastic. Finance and a short while ago, the Hang Seng Index was trading at 25,135. It's 252 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at 64 billion dollars. Currencies, the euro is trading at 1 US dollar and 17 cents. The US dollar is trading at 105.02 yen. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 6 cents. Sport now, and here's Atom Churn.
The Olympics and Paralympics could be held in front of a limited number of spectators because of the coronavirus pandemic. That's according to the Tokyo 2020 Chief Executive Toshiro Muto. He also said the games could still go ahead even if a vaccine for COVID 19 isn't found. More from the BBC's Alex Kapstick. Toshiro Muto said the biggest challenge was organizing a safe Olympics, but that a vaccine for coronavirus was not a precondition. All sorts of countermeasures are under discussion. They include a system which would allow athletes from nations on Japan's ban list because of their high rate of infections to compete in Tokyo. Limits may be placed on the number of spectators. Mr. Muto says he's interested to learn from Japan's baseball and football leagues, where capacities are currently capped at 500. He also has the task of simplifying the games, partly to save money. And while he insists the sporting competition won't be compromised, he accepts the opening and closing ceremonies could be scaled back. Tennis world number one Ashley Barty has withdrawn from the US Open, saying she's not comfortable with traveling during the coronavirus pandemic. Barty is the biggest name so far to opt out of the Grand Slam, which starts in New York on the 31st of August. The Bayern Munich star Jerome Botang says it's important that football continues to make anti racism protests when the European Champions League resumes next month. Since the death of George Floyd in May, many players in Germany's Bundesliga and all the players in the English Premier League have taken a knee before their matches in support of Black Lives Matter. Botang hopes this continues in the Champions League. I think it's very powerful and very important that we continue this in the Champions League, especially, of course, in the final, because the whole world will look, look at it. I think about racism, you never can do enough because you see how bad it is still at the world right now. So we can't say, oh, this country or this situation, we're doing enough. I don't think so.、Um, because if we would do enough, then we would be not in the situation we are still and talking about it. So I'm really clear about that and think everybody h a v e to, yeah, know that this is not the thing that will go in a month. Brentford are one win away from next season's English Premier League. They beat Swansea to reach the Championship playoff final, a fitting farewell to their home ground, Griffin Park, after 116 years. It finished 3 1 for Brentford on the night, 3 2 on aggregate. They'll face Cardiff City or Fulham next Tuesday at Wembley in a one game shootout for a place in the top flight. Should Brentford win promotion, it would be their first ever season in the Premier League and the first in England's top division since the 1946 47 season. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top story once again the government is expected to drop the ban on restaurant dining at breakfast and lunch. That's the news from RTHK. To prevent the spread of disease, make sure all drainage traps contain water. Pour half a liter of water into each drain outlet every week. Check sinks, baths, toilets, and floor drain outlets regularly. If drainage pipes are leaking or blocked, or drain outlets emit a foul smell, arrange prompt inspection and repair by a qualified person. Don't alter drains and pipes on your own. Visit chp.gov.hk for details. The symptoms of COVID 19 can be mild. Don't go to work or school if feeling unwell. Wear a mask and consult a doctor promptly. Ask doctors at accident and emergency departments, general outpatient clinics, private hospitals, or clinics for free testing provided by the Department of Health. 
return the specimen to a designated collection point or use the door-to-door -door specimen collection service for a fee. Test promptly for early detection. Afternoon and welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mir, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday, the 30th of July, is today's date. Many thanks, though, once again to Phil for the morning brew today. 
And of course, many thanks to Karen Ko and Cruzan sitting in for me yesterday and day before yesterday. Well, I am back. And uh, we do have a busy program for you between now and three o'clock. We'll have some great music for you, as well as talking about the men.